for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm Mitch Graham McMorrow. Uh, next week's HIV testing week. So today I'll be speaking to Kate from THT about eye test. And Steph talks to the theatre production of Birds and the Bees. Uh, all coming today right here with Mitch. She's great. She's great. <laughs> so, on Shout Out. <laughs> Voting for the finals of the Shout Out Listeners Award, sponsored by Hugo, is open till the 12th of February. And now, tickets for the award ceremony, which takes place at the Old Market Assembly in Bristol on the 23rd of February, are now available. What's even better, tickets are free. There's a limited number available, so grab them while you can. To vote or get your tickets, go to shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. I was hoping Mitch was going to do oh, that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are we all? All right, thank Hi. you. Yes. Hi. Hi. So, we've got Terry and Andy and, and Tara. Uh, and Mitch is yeah. back. Hello, everybody. I know you've missed my dulcet tones. I know. But I'm here. So, lovely, lovely to have you back. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's great so, to be back. I presume you've been great keeping well back. and... Um, well, yeah, I've had COVID and yeah, four, four jabs, but yeah. still got COVID. You've had four. I've only had three. Yeah. So you must be really old. I am really old. I'm probably <laughs> a million years old. Older than you, Andy, definitely. <laughs> it's not too old to put you across my knee and smash your butt. He paid good money. Not like to do that oh, yeah, now. Yeah, no, he oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> paid good money for that. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't going to say anything. I didn't <laughs> know, did I? <laughs> um, yeah. um, anyway, uh, ten days' notice. This is until the awards voting closes. Obviously, the ceremony is later on in in February, um, and we should probably give you a warning. Tickets are going very, very fast. They're almost half gone already. Um, so, if you haven't got one yet, um, do go get them. They are free, um, and if you're feeling really nice, you can also donate. Um, a big thank you to all those of you that have. It really does make a difference to us. Um, Shout out radio.lgbt forward slash awards. So. Um, and, I, and, and we never give anything away, but I will warn you, it's all very close. All, all of them are really close. They are keep they? changing. So, yeah, so your votes are important, so I keep, keep them coming. So. so is there something special about the voting this, this year then, Andy? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is we have more votes in the first three days than we did in the entirety of mm. the last awards. Mm. So voting is about ten times more this year than it was when we last right. ran it, which was before covid um, to get, give you give you an idea it? of That's scale, really so yeah. So um, and I, I don't know about you. I'm really looking forward to the ceremony. It, it's lovely. Yeah. It's really nice to see so many deserving people and groups and the like yeah. um, getting the recognition and um, giving out an award, and we get to do that, which is yeah. you know, lovely. Uh, the nice well, part of the job, isn't it? Yes, I think, it, I think it's great. So yeah, yeah, Old Market Assembly, lovely, lovely venue. Um, they've yeah. been been lovely. 
um, working very closely with them uh, at the moment. So great drink and good food as well. Yes, so, so make yes. an evening of it. Yes, yeah. and, and and actually, I should answer your question because a few people have asked about that. Um, are there going to be tables? The majority of the venue is going to be standing um, because we're expecting so many people. Um, we're expecting several hundred, um, but there will be the odd table. Um, so if you do mm. want to eat, um, um, you can. But obviously, um, if you know the venue, the downstairs bit and the balcony will majoritively be standing so you can stand and see the awards and the like yeah. so the tables like at the back okay and are we allowed to know who's going to be presenting the awards uh, um yes in a couple of weeks time okay. not all of them being <laughs> finalized uh, yet so it's so, a bit se- it's like secrets so. i can tell you that the shout out crew will be there obviously we'll, yeah. we'll be comparing uh, the whole thing um yeah. and there might be one or two little surprises uh, on their way for that, so mm, just thought I'd ask. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, if I say the birds and bees to you, I'm not quite sure you think theatre, would you? No, no, no. no. Think that, that, you think about that 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 uh, go on, go conversation on. <laughs> that you were supposed to have as a child. Did you get it? <laughs> I didn't get no, that. I didn't get it either. <laughs> no, no. So, well, um, it's, it is actually um, um, a theatre show, and um, uh, here's Steph uh, to find out a little bit more. Now, everyone loves to go to the theatre, and you know, shout out listeners, we do that quite often as well as going to the movies. Now, it's theatre time uh, this week, um, and we're looking at um, a play called The Birds and the Bees, now two of the cast, Milo McCarthy, um, who plays Billy, and Sandra Bellerby, um, I hope they got that right. Uh, yeah, Bellarby. Bellarby, my apologies. Um, no who play, you play Maisie. Yeah, I do. Right. Give me a bit of background then. So we go with you, Maisie, seeing you're already started. You're starter for 10. Um, what was <laughs> the play about and how did you get involved? Um, yeah, well, um, the play's about a lot of things. It's about, um, I would say, the thread that goes through it is probably sex education in school and having difficult conversations around sex and identity, um, you know, at the age of 14, 15, 16, um, but also I would say how very different um, people, very different teenagers interact. Um, you know, like our director said, um, it's kind of a 2023 version of The Breakfast Club <laughs> uh, with a little matrix spin on it okay <laughs> okay yeah the matrix oh that's intriguing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you didn't see that one coming did you yeah. no no i did not see that coming at all now the organization has been going a long time hasn't it going into schools to educate about different milo yes, yes. um so yeah yeah so i mean so the, the company we're working for with with theater center um they've been going into schools for a while there's been a few other shows they've done mm-hmm. but this particular production um it's gone back three years now that they've been trying to get this mm-hmm. forwards they originally wrote it we were ready to go before lockdown hit and then as soon as lockdown hit they made a film version of it so lots of schools have seen the film version um which is similar in its essence to what we're doing but we've made some tweaks to update it and to make it more about the connections and also just to see how we could do the things that they did. So like with, with this matrix thing that we're talking about, how we can do that on a stage. Um, but honestly, it's, it's so exciting being able to go in and show 
teenagers, the kind of things that we wish we'd seen when we were teenagers. Yeah. The people that were playing, the the different people that were showing and the yeah. just I know there's gonna be so many of these teenagers that see themselves in it, at least one of us. And yeah. that's why it's so important to do this kind of educational tour. It's gonna to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Now we've just you've already started performing, haven't you? So and you're you're in Sheffield, is that right? And you're gonna be moving on to Scarborough and Plymouth. Yeah, so we opened properly last night in, in Sheffield. We're performing in the studio at the Crucible. Um and then we'll start schools. So we'll do schools through the week and then over weekend we do the evening performances, which is another great thing because like they've trialed with past tours, what can happen then is the teenagers and the kids can see it in schools and then can bring their families to come watch it in the theatres. And that happens quite a lot. So that that way the parents and the families of these kids can see what they're seeing and can have these conversations with them at the same time. So starting in Sheffield now, and then we've got some, I think there's some northern schools. We're going to a few different places up north. Um, And then we've got... We're going down south. Yeah, later yeah. on in the month then i believe yeah and, and we do some yeah. schools in london as well yeah. so we're really we're, we're trying to get as many schools as possible across mm-hmm. like even though we've got Plymouth and scarborough and theaters we're going to more places for schools okay mm-hmm. so that keeps you busy so <laughs> how many performers and um stage crew do you have to take around for each performance so um so for the tour itself, we we will only be five people, so the four cast members and our stage manager. Um, but you know, the the obviously the crew throughout rehearsals was much bigger, uh, and we we all said goodbye yesterday, which was quite emotional. Um, but yeah, we were a good team of ten. Ten, yeah, I would say tennis, yeah. yeah. But okay. yeah, just the five of us. In yeah. The okay. Do you have to, any of you, play multiple parts? Um, <laughs> difficult question. Yeah, yeah. In a way, in, <laughs> a way. In, in a very meta way of, oh, we're playing actors and we're playing the kids playing roles. But I mean, but we we all play the, the one um, teenager throughout the whole thing but we just sometimes have a little fun as those teenagers <laughs> okay um the the stage props and that and the stuff you you carry around is that is there a lot of stuff or is that minimal because obviously you're, you're going to a lot of places of course yeah um so it's probably reasonably average <laughs> i mean you know <laughs> we've got so we've got a floor to move a backdrop um, and then, you know, some sound systems, some lighting um, that we use as props. So it's not really, you know, we did it when we uh, got out of London. It took 15 minutes to pack everything minus the backdrop. So, um, it's, yeah, I think I, I would say it's reasonable. We've got a lovely van from Theatre Centre. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I think it's all right. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. How long have you been attached to the theatre centre? Because they're, they're quite big, aren't they, with schools in that? Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'd say for, for me and I think probably oh, for, for you as well, as well yeah. um, we auditioned over the summer um, and then, you know, um, got the job. We were, you know, in, in, in conversation with the the team a bit, like in, in the end of the month of august just to do photo shoots and stuff and then yeah and then no- nothing really until 
late December and then we started rehearsals in early January and here we are in Sheffield yeah. now. <laughs> it's come on going fast. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's been three years. In a rich way. So much has happened. Yeah, so much has happened, but in a fantastic way. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, can you give me a bit of background about yourself? How you got into acting? Has it always been a dream when you were growing up? Um, yeah. Um, well, I'd say, I mean, when I was really young, I wanted to be like a vet or something else. <laughs> like, <laughs> but probably because I, yeah, and then um, an accountant. Like, I had no clue what was <laughs> the real world. <laughs> um, but I think I'd say I f- fell into, uh, I fell in love with acting when I was like 12, 11, um, obviously just doing, you know, extracurricular um, workshops in, in school. Um, so I grew up in Algeria, um, in, in North Africa. Um, and so I had, there was a theatre company in my school. I had a amazing teacher uh, who really made me fall in love with, you know, the, the craft. And then, you know, lived in Paris for a bit where... Um, I did a bit of the Cours Florent um, and then moved to London where I uh, did drama school in Ara and then Rose Bruford. But, uh, yeah, it's been a passion for a while. <laughs> okay. So you're multilingual, I guess, fluent in French? Yes, yes. So French is my first language. Um, I speak wow. Arabic as well. Um, you wouldn't yeah. know. And Your English is pretty good. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Milo, what about your background? Um, I mean, si- similar in a sense. We, I went through the same thing of, oh, I, I want to do everything when I was younger. Um, but I was I was very fortunate and very lucky to have, I have a very creative family um, who are very supportive. And anytime I wanted to try something, whether it be dancing or singing or learning an instrument, they thousand percent up for it. Let's find a way for you to do it. And my school was amazing with it. Uh, the music department in my school was something else. And so I came at like a theatre and acting from a more musical standpoint where I came through like musical theatre. And so that's what I trained in. I, I'm right. the only one of the cast who's <laughs> yeah. in musical theatre apart instead of acting, okay. um, which is very different. Um, but it's very so, fun to have an empty grad. Does that mean you can play multiple? You can play multiple instruments. Are you? Uh... Yeah. So um, my main instrument is guitar. My my dad taught me how to play guitar um, because he builds them, and so he taught me how to play them. Okay. Um, I, yeah, really eclectic family. Um, <laughs> but then I I also play piano, um, bass. Bit ukulele, bit of, I, I, I dabble Ooh, in a few things. Ukulele, good lord! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun, isn't it? But yeah, I've, I've I've always loved acting. I mean, we all go through the little thing of, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this, and then you just you just thought you find the love for it again. And if anything, this job has helped me find the love for it a bit mm-hmm. more again. I think because we yeah. a few of us only just graduated last year in July. So we, this is one of our first jobs, if not our first job. Mm-hmm. And so it's us coming out and going, this is what we get to create now. This is what we get to do. So our job is to just play for a bit. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you able to tell me about any of the plot or are you keeping that a secret? No, we can. Yeah, yeah. we can talk about it. So, um, so I know we've mentioned about like sex education and difficult conversations. So the main... The main like through line is that something there has been an incident in the school between two people called Jack and Sherelle, 
which has involved um, private videos and private photos being shared publicly. And so then the schools tried to combat it in a certain way. And then us four who are in this detention, if you will, <laughs> in this matrix detention, <laughs> um, are trying to figure out how we can go into an assembly and tell everyone how to avoid these situations. But we all have very different standpoints of what these situations are and what we feel about them. And so it's us awkwardly and uncomfortably trying to get through what our truth is and what we believe is right and who we believe we are. Um, And so the whole show is just a big smorgasbord of just us going, oh, there's so many things in my brain and I don't know how to say any of them. So I'm just going to say all of them at once and hope it helps. But yeah, (laughs) that's the story. Right. Intrigues me about the Matrix bit. Are you you able to just give us a little hint about what that is? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, well, the way I see it, I mean, the way we kind of see it is that and, 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 you know, you can also I'd say you get that feeling when you look at the set um, and, you know, the colours is kind of like a simulation or something that's just happening in a circular motion and that we can't just quite break out of um until you know we actually break the the system that's you know you know that's been kind of putting us in cases um our whole lives um and, and you know because a lot of the play is about um looking our our ourselves through like different lenses or of you know identities so you know so like part of this um of being stuck in this simulation is also like you know trying to find peace or trying to find sense of you know um, our place in the world in these identities and you know our relationship with others and you know figuring out how we can interact together and you know have I'll, I'll quote the the play mm. have honest conversation with with human beings mm. um and um yeah so so i'd say it's quite abstract mm-hmm. you can you can you know make whatever you want of it <laughs> um but you know hopefully when the audience sees it they will you know get that sense that there's something you know more Meta about just uh, then, then, then just like these four people in detention, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think, I think, uh, hopefully, it will read. Um, I think, yeah. I think, it reads. <laughs> I think it does. Yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of like you know quite abstract moments. So, um, yeah. <laughs> right. Guess what? We've run out of time. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, go oh. So quick, so quick. Right. So I need um, information on where people can get tickets from, where you're going to be performing um, next and uh, social media so people can get on there and follow you. Amazing. The best thing to do is go to Theatre Centre on either Instagram or Twitter and you can go to their website as well, which will have links to any um, of the live performances at theatres so you can follow through to whichever theatre you need to to get the tickets there. Um and if you go to those uh, theatre centre accounts as well, you will see all of the cast um, tagged and you can have a little look at what we're about. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank and, you. Um, all I have to say is break a leg. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. Thank you so much for having us. It <laughs> it's was been amazing. Such a, such a pleasure. Thanks, both. Have a good Thank one. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs>
shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Mitch popping along. Definitely a fan of One Republic. Oh, aren't you? I am a fan. That's I love a One run. Republic. Run, run, run. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is a running track, really, too, really. I can't really whistle yeah. like that. I wish I could. No. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah I do, do like One Republic. They've done some lovely songs, haven't they? They, they have, yeah. I do like them. Good old um, music to exercise too, if ever you try it. Are you looking at for exercise, possibly? Just for the listeners, everybody's faces was complete blank. She said the E word. That's what it is. Anyway, should we get some news headlines? Shout out news on Thursday the 2nd of February. As LGBT plus history month commences, Pink News, the top gay newswire based in the UK, has unearthed some important fact-checked factoids that will please your gay and trans friends and stick in the craw of haters that try to ignore the rich, diverse historical truths that surround them. Amongst the gems for LGBT plus history buffs are the fact that the Catholic Church performed rites for same-sex unions between the 3rd and the 10th centuries CE, and the same-sex couplings of the ancient Egyptian pantheon by way of transgender people rioting at a Los Angeles coffee bar a full decade before Stonewall. Visit our website for a link to the fascinating sequence of articles. The Fitzrovia Chapel in London is the only remaining part of the old Middlesex Hospital at which several of the early AIDS wards for the capital were situated. Now, a new exhibition of photographs taken in 1993 by Gideon Mendel will consider the nature of remembrance and photography as they chart some of the lives and passing of patients at the hospital during the last years before antiretroviral therapies totally changed the prognosis for those living with HIV. This new exhibition also ties in with Terence Higgins Trust's 40th anniversary, the photographs for the ward being originally commissioned as part of their 10th anniversary 30 years ago. The exhibition runs until February the 5th and more information is available from the Fitzrovia Chapel website, which we have linked to on our news feed. BBC Radio 4 reported on Tuesday that a new BBC special investigation had found that the police services in Egypt were using social media and dating apps to entrap and identify LGBTQ plus people. This had long been alleged by community activists. The BBC had gathered evidence and transcripts of police reports. Homosexuality is not technically illegal in Egypt, but the police seem to be using more generalised anti-soliciting laws to harass and prosecute LGBTQ plus people. The British police have provided training for their Egyptian counterparts via the auspices of the United Nations and the Egyptian government receives financial support from the European Union. The left-wing weekly paper Socialist Worker says that there is no contradiction between transgender rights and women's rights. Reporting on the wave of protests that have greeted the government's proposals to block gender recognition reforms passed by the Scottish Parliament, the paper says rights are not a fixed space where one group's gains are another's losses. When one oppressed group wins rights, it benefits other oppressed groups. 
This is especially clear, they say, in the relationship between trans rights and women's rights. Many of the same people who want to push back trans rights are the same right-wing reactionaries that want to see gender in the narrowest terms possible and want to restrict abortion access and hold down women's wages. The paper concludes, it's a classic example of divide and rule. Our rulers want to set fighters for women's rights against trans rights activists in order to defeat both. We shouldn't let them get away with it. There is food for thought in the communist daily paper, The Morning Star, for that minority of radical separatist feminists who think that trans women are a threat to women. The paper's Bethany Riley says that heterosexual men remain the main threat to women's safety after an astonishing jump in the number of referrals to the government's anti-terrorism intelligence project, Prevent, of young men subscribing to the incel subculture of such demagogues as the disgraced Andrew Tate, a self-proclaimed hetero misogynist. The Morning Star goes on, followers of the incel ideology, short for involuntary celibate, subscribe to a misogynistic worldview in which women are blamed for their lack of sexual activity. This ideology, which originated in the United States and Canada, has been linked to several incidents of terrorism across the world over the last decades and violent attacks. The gay newspaper Sydney Star Observer reports that Simon Dunn, the out-gay Australian rugby player and member of the Aussie bobsled team, has passed on at the age of 35. His passing is not being treated as suspicious. Mr Dunn was also a hard-working advocate for LGBTQIA plus community support and, in the words of his management agency, was passionate about giving back to the community and volunteering. He gave his time and utilised his profile to help multiple charities. Attitude magazine in the UK, which once crowned Mr Dunn the hottest man in the world, noted that the LGBTQIA community's legendary compassion and love had come to the fore, with a crowdfunder to cover the cost of Mr Dunn's funeral, including streaming the event to a worldwide audience, raising nearly all its target in just a few days. Simon Dunn's Gay Male Calendar pin-up for 2023 will remain available, and all proceeds will go to his loving family. And finally, Campbell Johnston, who played several games for New Zealand's national rugby team in 2005, has become the first veteran of the team, known as the All Blacks, to come out as a gay man. The independent newspaper says that Mr Johnston came out publicly on the national New Zealand television programme Seven Sharp, which airs on TVNZ, a national publicly owned channel. Both the rugby and the wider LGBTQIA plus communities have sent many messages of love and support for Mr Johnston. New Zealand rugby chief executive mark robinson who is also a former teammate said in a statement johnston's strength and visibility will pave the way for others in our game meanwhile the openly gay sports minister in new zealand mr grant robertson remarked another barrier has been broken i hope it inspires future generations to be open happy and comfortable well for these news stories and more we update our website every day you can check us out at shoutoutradio.lgbt for shoutout news I've been Terry Starr. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. 
now, um, it's National Testing Week next week, um, which is um, something we cover quite a lot on this show. Um, uh, but I was very lucky to be joined by Kate from uh, THT earlier to uh, find out a little bit more about um, eye test. Have a listen to this. Now, uh, most of us who are LGBT or plus will have some idea of the importance of testing and staying up to date with your own sexual health. But if you're not, um, at least once a year, there's a thing called um, Testing Week. And this coming week, starting um, uh, next Monday, is going to be Testing Week. And joining us from THT uh, is Kate. Very warm welcome to you, Kate. Hi. Uh, do you want to give us a little bit of background about your yourself and THT, just for those that aren't aware? I'm, I know THT very well, but uh, there may be people listening who don't. Sure. Thank you. Um, so we're THT Bristol. So uh, THT is a national charity, um, but we have a small team in Bristol and we deliver health promotion and awareness. Um, we do it on behalf of Unity. So if you want to follow us, uh, in, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, then follow us at, at Unity Sexual Health and you'll get lots of information about the events we're putting on um, and other sexual health info. Uh, the idea of our services is that we go out and about in the community. Um, so we kind of come and find you where you are. And hopefully that means that um, sexual health is a bit more accessible for you rather than necessarily always having to go to a clinic. Well, now, obviously, it's an important week. It's um, 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 testing week. Is that the official name for it? It is. It's National HIV Testing Week, uh, starting Monday the the sixth of Feb. Cool. Now, obviously, it's important to get tested at all times. But what's the specific aim of the week? Is it about raising awareness or? Yeah, that's right. So National HIV Testing Week is a campaign to promote regular testing among the most affected populations groups in England. So that includes LGBT plus. Um, and the aim is to reduce the people living with undiagnosed HIV and those that are diagnosed late. Um, the, the kind of strap line for this year, which people might see in advertising or online is I test. Uh, and and it is followed. Um, so if you follow us on social media next week, you'll see different people's um, reasons for testing. Cool. So I mean, it's something that's obviously quite quite close to my heart. I'm the generation that goes back as far as remembering some of the scary tombstone um, adverts and the like. But for, for mm. certainly those that are not so aware of it and, and don't really think about it. Why is it so important to get tested regularly? Um, it's it's important because there are still um, a quite a high number of, of people living in this area who are undiagnosed. So just um, in the last reporting period, the Office for Health Improvement uh, and disparities stated that the southwest saw greater numbers of individuals with late diagnosis of HIV first diagnosed in the UK than the national average. So we really want to raise awareness of the benefits of testing um, among communities. And it might be the reason we want to do that, obviously, is to for the late diagnosis, but also just to support you with your sexual health. So whether um, you know, whatever choices you're making in regards to your sexual health, that if you get tested regularly, we would suggest every three months or um, sooner if you're sort of having uh, multiple partners. 
um, yeah, that you can come and kind of see us, get checked out and just make sure that that's part of your overall health check, really. But why, why is it important it's early? Because you can still feel okay. Uh, I, mean, I know it's not okay when you're in late stage mm. HIV, but, but yeah. you know, you watch things like they're running this storyline at the moment on EastEnders. You, you, you may have seen and talking about it and he's like, saying he feels fine and, you know, mm. he's too scared to go get tested and is worried about it. And I'll ask you about how scary or not it is to get tested in a minute, but why is it important to find out earlier rather than later? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like a lot of, you know, other medical diagnoses. The earlier we get in there, the um, sooner we can make sure that we provide um, treatment for your for your health. So the sooner you get on it, the the better, really. Um, obviously, each person's uh, symptoms will will vary, but but the the research suggests that the earlier that it gets treated, the better. Cool. and of course that then leads into the, the the classic question: if you've never been and had tests before, um, it can seem like a bit of a daunting. Um, mm. idea or you might be scared of things like needles or, or something like that yes. I mean I get tested um, every three months and I, I know it's great but for, for those that are listening what, what advice would you give them if they're uh, concerned about going for their first test? Sure um, I think that's why we offer walking clinics because we really appreciate that we appre- appreciate this is potentially a really scary episode for people when they when they actually have decided to test um but obviously they're worried about the results so you know we if you uh, come and sort of talk to us we provide full support information so any questions um are answered and we really do uh, do our best to put people at ease um we get really good feedback um you know people do feel relaxed they feel that they're being respected and that their information is treated in a really confidential way. So so that's one option. Uh, in terms of needles, it's a finger prick blood test. So it's not um, you know, a big a big uh, venous um blood test. <laughs> exactly. So it's a little prick in the finger. Um so most people feel a bit more reassured by that. And also we've got some new vending machines now across Bristol that do oral HIV swabs. So oh, if right. you're really yeah, if you've got a real thing about needles, then that is also an option. Um, so there's some really good options now, actually, in this area. So, and it's one of the ones you're doing because I, I do it by home testing. I have a kit mm-hmm. delivered here. Is, is that something that they can get through you as well? Yes. So you can order your home test kit um, on the Unity website. Uh, it's very clear. So just, just Google the Unity website and, and have a look there. Also for testing week, there, um, is a national test available for anyone. They're free. Um, and they can be ordered at, um, https freetesting.hiv. So if you Google that, you would also be able to get a free test from them. So yeah, there's lots of opportunities next week to get your postal test if that if that's what you prefer. And I, I should point out, having done it, I know it arrives in plain packaging, so don't worry. The postman's not going to know that it's something you've ordered, and you post it back in plain packaging as well. So you know, it does 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 give you a sense of reassurance. You have to prick your own finger, 
Um, and, 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 <laughs> but they do give you a couple to 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 test it with in case you're like me and really bad at doing it um, and, and need more than one attempt at it. You, you do get a, a few goes. And I, I think it's really good, actually. It's been quite a game changer rather than having to try and find the right time to get down to either the clinic or to THT, etc. It's a nice, easy way you can do it in at home in your own comfort surroundings and the like. So, but if you're worried, um, like, like we were talking about, it'd be quite nice to actually come and talk to someone. So, Mm -hmm. um, you can also do the, the face to face. Now, the idea is hopefully by getting regularly tested, um, you will know that you're HIV negative and can keep yourself, um, safe and protected. Um, obviously prep is something that I'm sure you'll probably recommend, um, as well. Perhaps we'll have a quick conversation about that in a minute, but, um, should it be a case of you do test positive, what can someone expect to happen from that point on? Yeah, I mean, uh, we have a, quite a rigorous consultation peer um, discussion as part of the testing process. So we would have a chat with you about your kind of support networks and also you would be referred immediately um, for for support and follow up. Uh, and the turnaround for that is is really swift. Uh, we also offer as part of THT a support service. Um, so that looks like counselling and access to group work and one-to-one work for people that are newly diagnosed. Cool. And I mean, talk to us a little bit about what, I don't know if it's quite THT's remit. Is it, do you support people post their, their diagnosis? Is it something that you can continue to help them with if they're struggling Yes. So, uh, like I said, we've got a sort of health and wellbeing worker, um, and they, they would support people ongoing. You know, there is no cutoff. Um, that could be with attending hospital appointments or just sort of mental health issues or any concerns, really. So there's, there is someone there on the end of the phone, um, if necessary. Brilliant. Cool. And of course, um, going back to my point there about, about prep, um, um, is that something that you can help recommend people to to get started on? Is it something they can approach you to get some advice on? Yes, yeah, so we can give people detailed information about, um, you know, all kind of sexual related uh, treatments. So PrEP is, you know, a medicine for HIV negative people. Um, and so it is pre-exposure and it is available at Unity. There's a particular PrEP line um, and you can get information. So we would signpost to that, but we have leaflets and, you know, information and we can answer anyone's questions if they do come in and chat to us about it. Cool. Now we should, should we, we covered prep a lot on the show and we even spoke to Greg Owen back in the days, um, from I want prep now.co.uk, mm. um, um, way before it was even available on the NHS. So if you have a look back through some of our podcasts, you can see lots of information, but, uh, we should point out it is only for HIV um, prevention. So it is important that you still um, take the precautions and um, get regularly checked up. But if you are listening and you are testing negative, it's well worth um, um, considering going on PrEP because it's quite a, been quite a game changer for um, certainly the communities I know, obviously gay men, yeah, I'm a gay man myself, you know, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but it's also worth pointing out we have PEP as well, don't we? Mm-hmm, that's right. So PEP is the um, equivalent, I guess, to emergency contraception. So that's uh, what you can take if, um, if, if, for example, there has been a risky situation that you are particularly concerned about. You could then take um, PEP 
up to 72 hours after the episode. And again, there's information about that on the Unity website. But if you believe you have reason to be exposed, I believe the advice is as quick as possible. Yes, the, the quicker you take it, the more effective it is. Is it still a recommendation that you go straight to A&E? Not necessarily. It depends what your, you know, what your window is. It, it probably contact your sexual health clinic might be. Um, it, de- it depends, I guess, when when it happens. Uh, but but A and E is an option. Right, cool. Well, it's um, National Testing Week next week. So, and you called it I I was it I test? You said I test is the message that is going to be um, shared. So you'll see that on our social media. Uh, you might see it on Terence Higgins Trusties. Um, national website on billboards uh, there'll be some advertising across the area cool and if um, listeners want to find out any more um, information um, I'm assuming is it tht.org.uk we're pointing them to you can uh, point them to that about general information but if you want information about the events and our activities then please follow Unity Sexual Health on the social media because we'll be posting um, all of our activities so where all the uh, in-person testing sites are brilliant well it's it's lovely and it's it's great to see the these campaigns going on because obviously the the more we test and the more uh, we detect you know i know that there is an aspiration to try and get hiv infections down to zero and um it's it's quite a aspirational goal but i believe we are slowly getting there and these kind of things, you know, really help towards that. So um, a big thank you for you for coming on the show and um, um, talking to us about it. And, um, you know, best of luck with the campaign for next week. But for for now from uh, THT, thank you very much, Kate. Thank you very much. Bye. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. Voting for the finals of the Shoutout Listeners Award, sponsored by Hugo, is open till the 12th of February. And now, tickets for the award ceremony, which takes place at the Old Market Assembly in Bristol on the 23rd of February, are now available. What's even better, tickets are free. There's a limited number available, so grab them while you can. To vote or get your tickets, go to shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. So, go get your tickets. Get your tickets. Your Come on, folks. Yeah. Get voting. Not long to go. So. Get voting, get your um, And that song, by the way, was uh, On My Way by Shepherd. So, just because if, if I don't say what they call someone messages and says, what was that song called? What was yeah. that song called? Yeah. It was kind of yeah. rousing, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you see, I, I, I kind of, <laughs> I talk about it all the time. I keep Shazam on my phone and like you'd be watching something on TV and I'd be like, oh, I like that. Yeah. And you just point your phone at the TV and press the Shazam button and he goes there you go and then I go does it? yeah and then, oh, then I, all the gadgets I come, come to like put the show together and I'm like hmm what new music can we have this week and then I go buy the ones that I Shazam I was just saying if you have a Google Pixel 7 there it has its own app to do it for you this unique to a Google Pixel 7 mm. oh yes. have you watched the film Shazam? no oh, no I don't yes. think so not yet it's quite funny 
It's like a teenage boy in the body of a superhero. It's really quite oh. funny. Oh. I've been watching Lockwood and Co. recently. Oh. Have you seen that? Brand new yes. series out on Netflix. Yes, I've seen one. Have you? Do you like it? Yes, I do, actually. It's kind of... Um, what's the word? It's not dark, but it's, no. uh, it's got a... It's like a cross between bit, Ghosts and yeah. um, Sherlock Holmes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's got that mystery, murder mm. mystery type thingy going on, isn't gothic. it? Gothic. Yeah. yeah. Gothic. Yeah, a bit gothic. Yeah. Because it's still kind of like cold and miserable outside. It's kind of nice to sit like in a nice warm, warm house and watch TV. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm not yeah. mentioning the e word again. It will set everyone off again. Don't mention that. You can do it in a chair as well. <laughs> what exercise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, chair exercise. Lockwood as well. You could yeah. do it. Well, yeah. Lift a few tins of chair, beans. Chair yoga. Yeah. 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 You're right. I've had a chair yoga. Yeah. I've never even done yoga. So chair yoga. Yoga for the over 50s is great. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps you supple, apparently. Yeah. You, you keep saying over 50s. I don't feel 50. I am in, but it just feels weird when you say that. Ooh. I know it does, doesn't it? It sounds a bit like. Yeah. Here we are on Middle Age Radio. <laughs> 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 and to all you listeners out there, don't worry, you can still stand. <laughs> <laughs> is, this where we, is this where we point out it's only you two who are over 50 here? Did you really say that? Oh, I said, some of us still young, you know. Some of us haven't reached 40 yet. I'm about to join you. Oh, yeah, you? yeah. Okay. Not, not many moons from now. Oh, uh, I shall be joining you. <laughs> so if, you, if you had to look back, because everyone always gets asked this question, what 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 age was your favourite so far? Um, I really liked being kind of th- uh, thirty five plus. I think that was yeah. kind of I like. You wouldn't those... go back to being like eighteen, nineteen, dancing oh, around no. the nightclubs. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, I was too angry at that age. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think emotions become your, mm. your mental health in my experience improves with age you become more, more adept at mm. handling yeah. your emotions and your emotional state and you will know yourself a bit better so I'm much more content these days mm. than I was 30 years ago just assume yeah. I didn't know what I know now when I was then well and yeah, that was going to be my next thing, question if you could keep all the knowledge mm. that you have now what age would you go back to oh I'd definitely go back to um, yeah teenage like yeah, yeah. 16 yeah. that would be great I'd yeah. actually destroy it I'd would yeah <laughs> I would totally but do you think you, go you, you, do what I was supposed to do yeah. in my life and that was to be on the stage well you're on the radio I am on the radio in fact yes. I mean to be fair for, for listening <laughs> if, if you've been listening a long time you remember Mitch doing stand up we were talking about this off air yes. weren't we yeah, um, a while ago you, you were stuff, hilarious yeah. back then thank it's you a, well you never know I might then. even write another radio play <laughs> you never know Paradise Towers <laughs> yeah. 2 yeah. oh gosh <laughs> gosh I forgot about that too yeah we're, we're kind of getting a bit adept of this but with the panto that we had in January as yeah. well yeah yeah Martin so, did his um that was great. That, that was funny. I did listen to that. It was funny. Yes, yeah. Panto. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she didn't. <laughs> Do you know, I don't think we actually had that line in there. It's no. one of the only lines I, I think know, we didn't I was have waiting for it though. I was. <laughs> 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 oh, God, I keep everyone on their toes. Yes. But yeah, yes. No, that, that that was fun. It was a little bit kind of like last minute. We, we weren't sure we were going to do it. So um, 
Yeah. I think it worked very well. It did work very well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure I really want to do a Prince Charles accent again, or King Charles as he is now, <laughs> I should say. King Charles. <laughs> that, well, that, that, was, that was interesting. Yeah. He's, a, he's a little bit of a mumbler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the face, though. <laughs> yeah. You got the face. Yeah, for all you the listeners, I've got the face yeah. of... King Charles, apparently. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we That's all that exercise you've been doing in a chair. <laughs> no longer Dawn French's faces, now King Charles. Of course, if you're listening to us in the... U- I know we have listeners worldwide, but if you're in the UK, we have an extra bank holiday yes. for the coronation yes. weekend. Yes. yes. I don't know when it is, actually, do you? Uh, it's 6th of May, yes. something like that. So it's an, extra, it's an extra early May bank holiday. So, what, we, have two, mm-hmm. so we have two, we- two weekends... At the beginning May. of May, and then one at the end of May. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. cool. Are they all Mondays? <laughs> yes, they're, they're all Mondays, Mondays yeah. Because well, we did have a Friday. Um, well, we had a Thursday and a Friday last year. Yeah. For, well, for the mm. Queen's, the late Queen's 70th. Funeral. Mm. Yes. And an extra day after the funeral yeah. as well, yeah. 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 I still think we should have one for our patron's sake. Because all, all the um, other countries do, don't they? Well, no, Scotland, I think Scotland doesn't have a public holiday for its patron, uh, patron saint. It has an extra day for Hogmanay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and in Wales, I think only Gwyneth Council has given its staff the option to have St David's Day off. It's not a bank holiday. Yes. Yeah. Statutarily. Statutorily. It, okay, well, whatever they do, I still think we should have another bank holiday. We should have another bank holiday. George's Day, haven't we? Yes, yeah. 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 which is 23rd of April. Which is my granddaughter's birthday, so, yeah. Should have a holiday for that. I think Ireland they have uh, 17th of March off, don't yes. they? Yes, yeah, they, yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, but that's a different mm. different country. Yeah. Different country. So, well, roll on the summer. So. Roll on the summer and Pride <laughs> season. Yes, yeah, yes. We're at that. UK Pride this year, which is down in Weston. Yes. Um, Pride in Weston, I think they've re- rebranded too, haven't they? Yeah. And then we'll be at Bristol Pride again. Mm. Um, and I believe um, we're being invited to Gloucester Pride as well this year. Wicked. So three of them, yeah. <laughs> lot, 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 lots of outside we busy? Yes. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> Have you got all your outfits ready? Uh, no, not yet. I haven't even done that for the award ceremony yet. <laughs> you better get the glue gun out for the sequins. <laughs> know what you like Andy. anyway uh, <laughs> as a reminder you have one week remaining to vote for your finalist in this year's awards go to shoutout radio lgbt slash awards where you will also find the link to grab your free ticket for the award ceremony so uh next week we're uh, talking about lgbt history month so uh, join us for that mm. from myself and the rest of the scene say bye-bye everyone bye-bye, bye-bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.